The following programming is sponsored by Clean and Sober Media. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. If you need immediate help, please call the National Substance Abuse and Mental Health Hotline at 1-800-662-HELP. Welcome to Clean and Sober Radio, brought to you in part by Jefferson University Hospitals and Thomas Jefferson University, providing excellent clinical and compassionate care in the Philadelphia region, a proven leader in healthcare and education since 1825. And now, here are your hosts, Gary Hendler and Mark Sigmund. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Clean and Sober Radio features real people with real stories about addiction to drugs and alcohol. Mark Sigmund, what do you have this week in recovery news? So we got some more news on marijuana. Um, A very large study came out this week that marijuana use as little as once per month is linked to a higher risk of heart attack and stroke. Basically, this study came out of Massachusetts, and they looked at 435,000 patients ages 18 to 74 between 2016 and 2020. And what they found, which was very concerning, is that cannabis users had a 25% higher likelihood of heart attacks and a 42% higher risk of strokes. People who had used marijuana just just once a week had a 3% increased likelihood of heart attacks and a 5% higher risk of strokes. And the crazy thing is, is you really look at these studies and you look, this is a very large study. This is not some run-of-the-mill study. Um, you know, there, it, there's a lot of data from this study and it's very concerning you know, to hear this news right now. And it's been suspected for a while. Well, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this for years on the show, how complicated and nobody really knows what the, uh, what, what the uh, implications are. But, you know, it's interesting. Even with the science and with the numbers, the people that are using don't really care. They don't really care. And what you see is an increase in heart rate with a lot of the marijuana these days. And uh, that can be concerning. You know, very so. interesting article. Yeah. yeah so uh, secondly, I actually have two small stories. Yeah. OK. Uh, the, you know, so California seized a record 62,000 pounds of fentanyl last year. They say it's enough to kill the global population twice. And it's up a thousand percent from 2021. And that just gives you an idea of how much of this poison's coming across. And that's just the stuff that's found. Um, but. Also, a Lebanon man uh, killed his mother in Penn Township, Pennsylvania, after using marijuana. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Gavin Klein, age 20, of Palmyra, was charged Wednesday with homicide by vehicle while DUI. Uh, he had a head-on collision on Route 322 in Penn Township. And can you imagine, uh, you know, this poor guy kills his mom and, you know, he's high on marijuana and there's – all the drive, not all the drivers, but so many drivers right now are out there, and they don't even think of something like this that can happen. Yeah, we, I would think he was on more than marijuana. Than uh, just marijuana, just marijuana, just marijuana. Yes, and who knows? I mean, he could have just had a head-on collision that would have happened even if he was high or not. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that he's high, he's being, you know, this guy could go to prison for a while. You know, well, for life, maybe. Uh, possibly. You know, so, so yeah, I mean, again, the implications of the marijuana, the the legalization, the the medical, the recreational. <clears throat> On the whole, it's not good. 
Right. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of data that, that doesn't support this right now. And, uh, you know, really concerning is the younger generations are doing it all the time in high schools with these cartridges. And, you know, it, it's definitely concerning, Gary. It certainly is. Well, listen, we're going to take our first break. Our, our pal Mark Willig is with us today. He hasn't been here in a while. And I would like to discuss uh, the the... I'd like to discuss who you should tell you're in recovery and who you should not tell in recovery. And this should be a very interesting conversation. We'll be right back. This is Clean and Sober Radio. A cancer diagnosis can knock the wind out of you. The Sydney Kimmel Cancer Center at Abington Jefferson Health can help. Our brand new Asplund Cancer Pavilion brings you 86,000 square feet of cancer-fighting science for truly comprehensive care. Backed by the strength of an NCI-designated cancer center. Call 1-800-JEFF-NOW. The Sydney Kimmel Cancer Center at Abington Jefferson Health. The power to outscience cancer. Hey, everybody. This is former Philadelphia Flyer Chris Terrain, and you're listening to Clean and Sober Radio. 888-728-9941. This is Clean and Sober Radio. Hey, we're back and welcome back to the show, Clean and Sober Radio. You know, for first-time viewers or first-time listeners, Clean and Sober Radio is a syndicated show out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and we discuss all aspects of addiction and recovery. And uh, Mark and I uh, have good resumes in that subject, don't we, Mark? And the show's been going now 10 years, right? About 10 years. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. We're reaching a lot of people and we hope, you know, if one person gets into treatment because they see there's an opportunity to get well like you and I have, uh, it's all worth it. It really is, Gary, and it's just a privilege to be able to get that message out there. And if you're watching the show, if you can hit share on Facebook and let's get this message out even more. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you're enjoying – live, we're enjoying the show on WWDB in Philadelphia. We are also on at 975 FM HD 2 in Philly, WGAC in Augusta, Georgia, and WNBR in the – Florida is what? What's the name of Florida? Sunshine State. Is that right, Mark? Willie? Sunshine State. So uh, we're knocking it out of the park, right? That's Absolutely. What That's what we're doing. So, Mark, welcome back to the show, buddy. Thank you. It's good to see you. Great good to, to see, see you, Mark. both of you, yes. my boys. Always good to see you. So I want to talk about the idea of who who should you tell, if you should tell anybody, that you're in recovery. You know, I bring this up because I remember when I came out of rehab, I, I thought, uh, I'm telling everybody, I'm so great. You know what? Most people don't care or most people still hate you for what you were before you got clean. I remember having my NA key, chat, key tag for 30 days and thinking to myself, if I get pulled over, I can't wait to show this cop. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. I literally was thinking that. Well, you know, look, I got clean in 82 and mm. I was arrested in 84. Yes. For something I did in 80. Okay. I thought you were going to say for something I didn't do. <laughs> yeah, well, allegedly. 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 So, you know, you want to tell everybody you feel great about yourself. You know, yeah. you know anything bad you did in the past, everybody forgot about. Everything is good. Well, it ain't like that in reality, is it? 
And the worst is like, you know, all these skeletons from the years and just hoping they don't fall out of the freaking closet, you know? Yeah, Mark, what, what kind of – did you did you have any experiences like that? You got clean and you're like, everybody loves me now. Well, I, I got clean and I was so proud of myself and I thought if I'm proud of myself, everybody else has to be proud of me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm the man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, – you know, I was uh, – listen, I, I jumped into it, you know, feet first and uh, didn't stick my little toe in the water. I just went right in and, you know, got <clears throat> sponsored, went to meetings, hung out and, and, you know, then I was – find myself going to conventions and buying all these T-shirts and mugs and jackets <laughs> and like, wait a minute. I'm walking around. People are going to look at me and say – Narcotics Anonymous, what? Why is he promoting them like in a restaurant? Because, <laughs> right? because uh, you know, like we, sometimes after meetings, we would go out to the, to eat, and the young kids would like throw stuff, you know, and and what do you mean, young kids would throw stuff? Well, the, the kids that that came to the meetings, like the young addicts, yeah. you know, that were new in recovery. And they would throw napkins and be loud and everything. And, and people would look over and see somebody's wearing an N.A. shirt and they would say, yeah. well, you know, is this the way you're going to act? Uh, it's not cool. So from, you know, years later, uh, the only thing I use is like an N.A. Uh, mug. And I have mm. a couple shirts from conventions and everything and I only wear them to meetings. All right. Well, you should look, should you tell your employer – uh, that you're in recovery. Why would you tell your employer? Uh, why would you tell a future employer? And just as I, you know, put in that promo, should you tell somebody you just started dating? Hey, I'm in recovery. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Somebody who I just started dating back then was in recovery and I didn't know it. And, I, you know, she took me to a meeting and, and met I met a couple people and I didn't, I didn't stay around. And then when I got clean, she said, "You're a newcomer. I can't date you." No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Where did you meet her? I, I met her. Um, I met her online, and okay. uh, you know, and I couldn't understand why. You know, we went to we went to see I think Roseanne Cash at the Tin Angel, and I asked her what she wanted to drink, and she said black coffee. I said, "Well, do you want a shot of Bailey's or Sambuca or?" No, just just black coffee. I'm like this broad is nuts, you know. And uh, and I was drinking, and then she said, uh, you know, why are you whacked all the time? And I said, uh, because that's the way I am. I'm cool. Because back then, if you were getting high, you were cool. Listen, if you're just joining us right now, uh, give us a call at one eight 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 seven two eight nine nine four one. That's one eight 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 seven two eight nine nine four one. Let us know what experiences you had in early recovery or since that uh, regarding um, telling telling certain people that you're in recovery or not telling them. I got somebody from Ron H. from Erie, Pennsylvania. Saw you, this is very apropos to this. Saw your promo for the show and I was under the impression that people with addiction issues are a protected class under the ADA, American Disabilities Act. Um, <clears throat> What I found out is an employer can't discriminate against a person's history. 
of drug abuse. But if you are now sober um, they, and re- rehabilitated, they can't, you can't be fired for, let's just say, you're working for a company now, but you were in rehab 10 years ago. And, the, and your employer finds out, can't fire you. Yeah, I was under the impression, correct me if I'm wrong, is that if somebody does fail a drug test and stuff, they're supposed to give them one shot at going to treatment. Um, but, you know, in terms of not firing them. Maybe that's them. true. I didn't read but that. I, I, no, I, I, this was just kind of like as a therapist, that's what I've always heard over the years, yeah. you know, and most employers seem to go along with that, you know, um, get somebody to get treatment, uh, you know, but if they do it again, they get fired. But I don't know exactly if that's completely true or part of the law. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know. Maybe our audience can uh, enlighten us like they usually do. Yeah. And let us know. Uh, what the deal is. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, because I get a lot of, as a therapist, I get a lot of people that, you know, run into drug tests at work and come up positive and are sent to uh, to do treatment. You know, I got to say something. This is a little out of order, but I, I got to recognize um, Mike Brill. The man. Okay, the man. And when he writes out, when he writes to us, Happy Friday, heroes. Let's save a real life. That is um, – that's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. You know that when we hear that about the show? Yes, and he tunes in every week and he shares the show and he really – this guy is just one of these guys that gets the message all over you the place. You know him? I sure do. He's a good buddy of mine and he's a musician. Uh, he plays a uh, professional musician. He also has a book. Uh, hello, my name is Sam. I, I've tried it. Mike would kill me because maybe you can post it yeah, on Mike, there. Yeah, Mike, post it, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's, he's, he's in recovery for years and years. Uh, great guy. You know, we have two judges watching us right now. It's amazing. You know who they are? I can guess. Yes. I can, I can guess. We, we have Andrea Duffy and Christopher Maddox. That's exactly and right. They, they're the best. Yep. They're the best. And Mark, I'm assuming if you went in front of any of them when you were – doing your thing, we would never see you again. Well, it's, it's, it's funny because I drive through Montgomery County and I, you know, for some reason I still get this passing thought that, you know, that like say something happened. I'm not breaking the law, but just say something happened and going up between, between Judge Duffy. What, Could you imagine? What, what would you be doing that you'd have to go in front of Nothing. It's just a bad conscience from years ago, you know? Yeah. But just like, I don't know, just running into some situation and ending up before her. I mean, is this, this was before you knew her or? Right? No, this is after I've known oh, her. Yeah, I thought like, wow, like, you know, suppose you get in a crazy accident yeah, or something yeah. like that and, you know, going up, you know. Or Chris like, Maddox in uh, Delaware County. Yeah, well, I don't really drive in Delaware County. So I go to play hockey and I go up 309 yeah. and I go right. She told me about this corridor. It's right outside Philadelphia for everybody that knows, but it's a, it's a known drug Carter, so they get a lot of drug dealers and stuff yeah. on that. You know what's the greatest thing about these two yeah. people, these two judges? Besides, they're great people. Yeah, they understand the disease of addiction. They sure, they do. really do, and have saved a lot of lives. Yes, yeah. oh yeah, a lot of lives with programs and things like that. Yeah, absolutely, and they're great parents. And they're gr- and that's it, Mark Willing. That's another point. They are great parents. Yeah, and and you know they they strike while the iron's hot. Because here are these people coming in that have these legal situations yeah. and they just try to get them to get the right help. You and, know? and, you know, they're district – they're magisterial judges. Yeah. And that's the first line 
That's the, besides being arrested, these judges are the first people that you come in front of, and they can either make it or break it for you. So they're almost more important than the common pleas uh, judges, and uh, it's a big responsibility to be these judges. But they, you know, Andrea and Chris really get the disease of addiction. Yeah, and they understand, uh, you know, that after that preliminary hearing, if they don't get help, you know, that they could overdose or something like that. Um, yeah, it's uh, really important. It's very important. And they're community oriented. They you know, are, aren't they? They do a lot for their communities. Yeah. An awful lot. That's a good point, Mark Willem. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 1-888-728-9941. Let us know. If you ever did something stupid, like tell your employee you were a heroin addict and you robbed a bank, you know. Um, you know, I will tell you something that did happen to me. Yeah. I got out of rehab in 82 and I, I'm not going to tell the company, but I got an interview at a company and I was so proud of myself and so up on myself. I told the owner of the company that I robbed a certain individual no. a good amount of money. Yeah. How did it go? I, I, well – I didn't get the job, I can tell you that. But it, I think it shows you, even when, at least in my head, when I came out of rehab, I was not clear. <laughs> I really wasn't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, all your brain cells were not firing on all, no. c- on all cylinders. No, not at all. I mean, did you find that? I mean, you guys, I mean, absolutely. when you came out of treatment, did you go into a, Mark W., did you go into treatment inpatient? No, I did not. How'd you do it? I did it by... Uh, Going to a meeting and and watching from the parking lot and watching all these guys get together, and I was just sad and lonely. I had nothing to do, and nobody wanted to party with me. No matter how many uh, how many so guys you didn't, I called, you didn't go in place. You did it in the meeting. No, That's I, what you I did. did it it's the same meeting. thing. Same thing. Yes, and and he was in a parking lot, lot too. In the parking yeah. lot, sitting outside waiting to go in. I mean. You know, and uh, but I just remember coming out of the fog. Took a while. Yeah, yeah. Coming out of the fog. I yeah, mean. but the problem was, I thought I was out of the fog. Yeah. <laughs> and you were telling, you're and I'm telling, it's crap to people. Well, I, I mean, you know, my my the job I had when I got clean, yeah, was in the record business. Yeah, and you know, Gary, uh, you, you hang out with a lot of people that that use. And I'm, I'm sure my boss knew I was using, but, but I, you know, I never got crazy. And, you know, I told him, listen, I, I got to leave early today. I'm going to a meeting or whatever. And he was totally cool about it, like just great. And, um, you know, I, then I had another job uh, where uh, I, I had a, a supervisor and I was watching this guy nodding at his desk mm-hmm. and he was just – Nodding, and I and I went up to my boss and I said, "Listen, uh, I don't know if you know about this, but I'm in recovery, and if you need me to go talk to this guy, I'll do it." She said, "Would you please? Would you please do it? Because I don't want him to lose his job." And I went and talked to him, and uh, I took him home with me, took him to a meeting. I haven't seen him since, but I tried. So yeah. you're going to rat this guy out, weren't you, Mark? Huh? No, I wasn't going to rat him out. No, I'm kidding. No, so that was the right thing to do. But it could have gone any either way. The employee says, "What? Who? Who? What?" And you, who are telling me this, you get out of here. Too. No, she asked me if I would talk to him. 
Yeah. You know? yeah so, I, I remember getting fired from a job um, back in college where, you know, I was getting high. I was smoking marijuana and going into this job where I was, you know, renting movies out, you know, and stuff like that. And I'll never forget the boss called me into the office and he sat me down and he's like, there's been reports that you're coming to work drunk, you know, and I'm like, what are you talking about you know what i mean i'm like i am so innocent on this whole thing and i still got fired but it was funny because i'm like this guy just totally made this up i mean i was high as a kite the whole time i just didn't drink any alcohol you know we thought we were fooling everybody yeah we sure did you know um if you're just listening and you want and you want to watch us go to facebook go to our facebook page clean and sober radio and you can watch the three of us uh, with Brad here uh, doing the show, uh, like there's a big list of people. I want to go through some of the people that are watching us. All our uh, people that support us, um, <clears throat> obviously Judge Duffy, Ron Manquist. Looking forward to a great show today. Um, Lou Montana is watching. The man, um, Kathy Wolf Collin is watching. Debbie Reynolds, Mike Brill, great guy. Elaine Costello Meister. Winifred Kahn, Kane, Cole Brenner, John Logue, Mike Hap, Mike Hap, my man, Martina Mitchell. What's Mike Hap say? He's, he, what's he say? He says, uh, what's up, gents? And, you know, we haven't heard from him for a while. You know, love to catch up with you, Mike. Yeah. Um, Bob Mueller. Lisa Weiss. I think she's new. I don't remember mm. her uh, watching us. Bob Mueller, yeah. Kathy Lennon. Did, did she say she was related to John Lennon? Do you remember that conversation? I can't remember. She did not. She did not. Did I know of? Uh, I mean, it's possible. She'll have to let us know. But you see her story down here? Um, back in the day, my employer fired me because I went to work loaded. He saved my life because a few days later, I went to my first rehab. This is in 1974. That's that's that is fantastic. Eddie K. Eddie Kilgore is watching. My man. Um, John Logue. We need more judges like Judge Duffy and Judge Maddox. We certainly do. Dennis Hubert. Bobby Childs. Joe. Uh, I'm going to mess this up. Joe Teamina is watching. Holly Herman Hoops is watching. An old friend of mine. A lot of people watching today. You know that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just great to see. And it is great to see. Um, before we take a break, I want to have one more. I, I got one more thing. Philip S. from New Brunswick, New Jersey. If you have a medical marijuana card, can you smoke? I can't even believe this. Can you smoke in the workplace? <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Maybe there's some jobs where they look the other way. I don't know of any, but, you know. Well, let me ask you this. If you have a medical marijuana card and supposedly you're using it because you have a medical condition, can you vape or whatever in the workplace? Absolutely not from everything I've heard. I mean, I guess that would depend on the job. You know, maybe somebody's working in a marijuana dispensary and they're like, it's a, I don't know. That, that's but, not like if you have a headache and you work for uh, Bufferin. Yeah, and it's and you know it's funny because we get a lot of people that fail drug tests for weed and stuff, yeah. and and you know you'll hear people are upset about it, 
But um, especially if it's a safety-sensitive job, you know, that there's no – no matter what happens with the legal stuff, it's yeah. totally different with the job, you know? Yeah. I mean it's the same thing that we get here. If I have a medical marijuana card and I'm in the car driving, it's okay. First of all, you have to have the card with you. And second of all, you better not be uh, intoxicated. I mean – Yeah. Especially it's, in Pennsylvania. It's, it's, yeah, it's not a pass. It's yeah. not a pass. Let's do this. Let's take a break. Coming back with the two marks, let's continue the conversation about who you tell and who you don't. This is Clean and Sober Radio. When you look into the mirror, do you see your addiction to drugs or alcohol staring back at you? At Gaudenzia, in that mirror, we see you healthy and at peace. At Gaudenzia, we see the tools you can use to recover the life you want to live. Hope is in the effective treatment we can offer, designed uniquely for you. Your hope is waiting at Gaudenzia. Call 833-976-4357. 833-976-4357. Through Gaudenzia, you can recover your life. Begin today. Hey, this is Jackie Marling, and I listen to Clean and Sober Radio. This is still Jackie Marling, and you should listen to Clean and Sober Radio. Everybody should listen to Clean and Sober Radio. 888-728-9941. This is Clean and Sober Radio. I dropped us from Jackie Martin from that Howard Stern show. Uh, that was a great show. That was we a funny new, show. We need to it? get him back on. I mean, that was from what six, seven years ago. Yeah. Well, there was a little issue with that show. There wasn't was it? a little tiny a issue. A little, with little that bit. Show. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we can get him back easy, you know. Yeah, let's just say that the uh, <coughs> the curse of the FCC probably was not happy with that show if they were listening. Yeah, we we knocked it out. Uh, next week uh, on the show, I believe we have Dave Mason's wife, Dave Mason, the uh, singer songwriter, uh, blah, 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 blah. and maybe when she's on, he'll get on with her. Cool. <coughs> yeah, that that'll be fine. Um, what else is doing? I'm just trying to think. It's you know. Go ahead, Mark. Joe Walsh. Yeah. Has 30 years sober today. Does he? Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. All right, Joe. Yeah. Let's see if he comes on. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I'm gonna right? tell you who was supposed to come on today was uh, Butch Patrick, yeah. Eddie Munster. Oh wow! Remember when what he wanted to us to go? Like guys, years ago, uh, Eddie Munster invited Gary and I down. Tennessee. To, to Tennessee to go to some haunted house? No, no, it was his grandmother's haunted house. And he said we could drive around in the Munster Mobile. Could you imagine? We we should have done that, Gary. I mean, that would have been a very interesting trip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've had some offers on this show to do bizarre stuff. We have. We have. I mean, uh, you know, remember the guy that came on that wanted to give us intravenous. Um, what was the vitamin? Um, Bill W. had used it at one point. Not cyanide. It was no. something like that. I, I don't know why it was, it was clear. It's, the, was it's it? the one that gets your face Anacin, all flushed. Anacin. Niacin. Niacin. Yes. He wanted to. He invited Gary and I to do this niacin IV thing for hours. Yeah. And, and, and it was supposed to break your uh, your, your addiction. And I suggested Mark do it he first. Did. And if he it did. worked, but it wouldn't work because you had not, no addiction. Yeah, so. there was there was nothing why going on. That's why he's drinking orange juice. Now he's drinking orange juice. Yeah. What other offers? I mean, 
the nice and flush. We've and had some we've some weird offers on here. There really have. And traveling, you know, wanting us to travel different places. And, yep. You know, I, I one of these days we got to take them up on one of these and then report <coughs> back to Clean and Sober Radio how this trip went. You know? Or we could do a remote broadcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go down to the great state of Tennessee. That's right. Jeannie M. from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. When incarcerated, can you get help for alcohol and drug dependency? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes. Uh, I think depending on the facility, you'll get more treatment or you would get less treatment. But I know around here and outside of Philadelphia, um, the county judges, the county facilities um, have psychiatrists, psychologists, and AA and NA meetings inside the facilities. That's great. You know, the H&I goes in, hospitals and institutions, and brings in a meeting. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So I wanted to see, ask you, Mark – uh, how are you doing, my friend? How am I doing? Yeah. yeah. I am, you know, I woke up on this side of the grass this morning yeah. and I'm grateful. You know, I'm doing whatever I have to do. Okay. And, uh, you know, listen, uh, when you get clean, uh, it doesn't say that uh, you you will never have adversity. For sure. And... I've gone through adversity and everybody's going through adversity and, and I'm going to get through this. It's This is not a death sentence. It's it's not convenient and it's not comfortable. But you know what? I do what I have to do. I came here today because this is something I do for my recovery. You know. We're going to get people asking uh, if you want to discuss it, what, what you're what we're talking about here. I'm on dialysis. Right. Yeah. And my question is, and because you're an, you are an incredible person, you're an inspiration to thousands of people. When you have an adversity like that or any other kind, medical, legal, <clears throat> does it make you feel like, man, I, I can't do it. Let me just get high. I, I, you know, let me get high and at least forget about this for a little while. You know, uh, when we do step work, uh, there's, you know, part of the third step, part of the 11th step is about God's will. And I'm not going to take back my will and commit suicide or just not go to, you know, dialysis. My higher power wants me to be around. When he doesn't want me to be around, then I won't be around. But it's not going to be me that you know, starts the the decline of my life. I'm going to do whatever I have to do, um, except eat better. But uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing, I'm even doing that pretty well. But, uh, you know, I have a hard time walking and, and uh, you know, a hard time working. And, uh, you know, I just, I just re-up my, um, Certified recovery specialist and my certified family recovery specialist because why? I'm not going to quit. You know, that's something I worked hard for all these years. And You know, you have a great attitude. You know, in in addiction, for me at least, if anything went wrong, I'd use any excuse. You know, I I burnt the toast. I'm getting high. Well, I'm a dope fiend. I don't really mean what I said, but yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) 
But, you know, listen, you do what you got to do. Listen, I'm honored to be here with you guys because you're my friends and we hang out and and it's part of my recovery. And, and you guys really help me with my recovery. And I listen every week and I give you guys a call and we talk on the phone and we, you know, we kibitz and, you know, I, I, I think it's great. And uh, I, listen, I don't get to as many meetings as I, I'd like to because of my you know, my health, but I still get to them. I go to my home group every week and I call my sponsor and I talk to other addicts all the time. So that's what God put me on this earth for, I think. This is the reality now. It's a little different than it was before. You're doing what you have to do. You will get on the, as my wife says, you'll get on the other side of it. Just do what you have to do. I agree with Karen. Yes. Yeah, you do. Hey, listen, C. Ruger's watching. Uh, Annette Aliva is watching. Marlene Reese Orange Lerner is watching. Sweetheart, right? Isn't she? Five-year anniversary. She's been watching us for five years. I don't even see that on here. Yeah, I get a little post here that she's a five-year. Oh, right. You told me about that. Um, Nick Donofrio also. Rick Michael. Where do you see the? Where do you see? So oh, right yeah. up in the right hand corner, it's you got to really look because it's kind of small. Got five years, good yeah, for yeah. You know, Ruger's Mark got Gunn. three. Yeah, we got these. You know, it's Arrowhead seven lady. years. She's she's got seven. It says five there, but she said she has seven years um, watching the show, or maybe she's talking about seven years clean. You know, yeah. uh, you know, but um, but that's pretty cool. Arrowhead. Yep. Not he hated for, it. Not for me, baby. He hated it. Well, I went I'm there lost. for like 17 years, oh. and he, he went there for 17 minutes. I'm lost. What is it was Arrowhead? A day camp. I don't want to say that. It's a great camp. That's my issue. You know, even when I was a kid, I was messed up, you know? It, it was the <laughs> beginning of the addiction was going to happen, you know? But, yeah, when you said she went to Arrowhead with you? Yes. For everybody, that's a that's a camp outside of Philadelphia in Chester County. It's been around for a million years. The Gilberts do a great job. I don't want anybody to sue us, okay? I would have just just to see you guys at this summer camp. What you got? It was this an overnight no, camp? Yeah, no? no, okay, no, good. No. That would have been trouble. Yeah, the best was when uh, I was a junior counselor with my friend Chuck, and yeah. the senior counselor heard his back. And we were we were dancing in circles, and we were going down to pioneering and getting high every day, and we had a ball that year. Well, when I was a camper there, I guess I was nine, ten, eleven. We were smoking in the, in the woods, cigarettes. Mm-hmm. I remember in the Boy Scouts. Do you remember the old paper bags from uh, from at the supermarket? We used to roll them up and smoke them. Like, you know, rip off the paper bag and, and light it up and smoke it like a cigarette. That's Jones and – What's wrong with him? I mean, <laughs> he's Jones and Dan. Wait, Pretty young. You, you, you smoked paper? Paper. There was nothing in it? There was nothing in it. It's just all the chemicals from the from the paper, like from the old brown paper bags. Like you roll them up like a cigarette. Go for you. Yeah. It was, I mean, it really worked. I mean, you Mark, know. You're my, Mark, you're my idol, man. <laughs> Thank my you. I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> was, you know, good old 12 years old doing this, you know, and. Um, smoking a, a supermarket paper bag. Smoking a supermarket paper bag. I don't want to give anybody any ideas out there. Yeah, but well, if, if, I mean, if anybody is listening or watching and is thinking about smoking a, a, a bag. 
yeah. I don't know if we can help. I, and it's so crazy because to this day, I can just remember the like sort of nasty taste of smoking a paper bag. Oof. It is not like a pleasant kind of thing. Why didn't you smoke cigarettes? I did that too. We just, that we, we just didn't have any. We just didn't have any. Yeah. Said it was bad. Wait, yeah. You ran out of cigarettes. Yeah, we didn't have them. Where on, were you on getting the trip? your cigarettes? Uh, your this mother's place, pocketbook? Jay's Deli in Ambler, which is right outside of Philly, and we used we started out with a cigarette pack called Players. Yeah, I don't know if you guys Wait, recognize you, them. How would they sell it to a twelve year old kid? I had older friends that used to be uh, able to buy them, and they were not that old. These guys were like fourteen. You I don't know if they had to be sixteen too. Yeah. That's true. They're really cheap too, you know, super cheap. Did you smoke cigarettes, Mark? Oh, yeah. What did you smoke? What was your brand? <sighs> Newport, uh, Vantage, um, Marlboro. You're I started a tough guy. Yeah, I started Mine was True Green. True Green? I never even I heard of that. I stopped smoking the night, the day I was going to be sentenced in federal court in 1984. I figured they didn't have True Green at Allenwood. I never heard well, of it. Well, I stopped smoking when I had my second heart attack. I figured, you know, maybe it's time. Yeah. That was good. That's, that's a good decision yeah, on your part yeah, right good there. good decision. But so you, did, you smoke, did you smoke cigarettes? Yeah, I've smoked cigarettes. Are you still smoking them? I don't no, know. No, I, 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 I don't smoke cigarettes. I do take in nicotine. I know you do. Uh, you know, but, but, but mine is healthy. So, you know, you know, but I don't smoke cigarettes. Uh, again, Brad's laughing. Okay. He's laughing, yeah. yeah. Mine have no tobacco in it. It's those little – they're little pouches, uh, you know, and of what, you can Clorox? do them like 24 hours a day. I mean it's, it's you know, it's, it's uh, zin. Does that zin. give you – seriously, I see people doing that. Does that give you the same satisfaction as sucking no, in smoke? it does not because it's, it's – basically it goes into your system more slowly. You know, like with a cigarette, you just get that hit. And, 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 and how long you've been using those? Uh, so I switched from Nicorette yeah. about four years ago um, to this. And um, it sounds like an addiction to me in some way, you know. Just Is stop. It? I mean, you could call it that, Gary. I'm, no, I'm not judging you. Yeah. I smoke. You, uh, yes, I know. Cigars. I know. Rarely. I, uh, you've made a lot of progress on this. Justification, brother. Let's, let me uh -oh. tell you something, Mark. <laughs> I was smoking one or two cigars okay, a day. Not the whole thing. Now I smoke, I would say, one half – half I'm rationalizing this whole thing, a week. <laughs> it's not cool. We're going after each other's yeah. addictions. Honey, I if mean, you're listening, I will not be smoking a cigar with Gary and Mark after the show, so don't worry. <laughs> but he will be taking nicorettes yeah. for the rest of the, <laughs> the – uh, uh, what do we got here? We got uh, – Oh, we got a question. Here. Go ahead. Put Let's you hear. on blast, Gary. Oh, well, Ron says uh, healthy nicotine warehouse. I, uh, I don't know. And, but he says, Gary, do you inhale your cigars? Ron, I do. All right. All right. This is an honest program. Yeah. I think we should change the subject to go after each other's stuff. No, it's addiction. I, mean, it, it I know. Addiction, I know. It's know? crazy how you just but you're still compulsive in in recovery. You know, and and, and in all seriousness, it's like you know we could get really unhealthy in in, in recovery just from addictive behaviors. You well, know? but you know, here's the rationalization I would say to that. Yeah. Whatever we're doing now, you hurt. You could be hurting yourself. But what we were doing before, you could hurt somebody else real easily. Kill them in a car, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, you know, 
It's a great point, you know. It's a great point. Good Things point, are huh? so much different today than yeah. than we yeah. when we were younger. Yeah. I mean, marijuana was like we never used the word cannabis and, and you know, we had three different kinds of, of pot, Mexican, Colombian, and, uh, you know, Jamaican, and, and they were $30 an ounce. And, 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 and you know, nothing, nothing happened. But in all honesty, even though we smoked years and years ago and we stopped, all, that's nicotine that's in your lungs. I mean, that's, that's like smoking a pack of cigarettes when you smoke a couple joints. Yeah, it is. And I really did not benefit from stopping uh, years ago. It really, uh, it's still, you know, I still have a cough and I mean, I haven't smoked in years, but it it does, it does, uh, you know, listen, my kidney problems are, I I guarantee you, they're from using. Guarantee you. That's an excellent point. I was just going to bring that up. We use so much, the body... We couldn't get away. We can't get away scot-free. Whatever I have going on, I, I always think it's because of the thousands of quaaludes that I took. Thousands. Joey Weber says to me, do you like the way cigars taste and smell on your clothes? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, yeah, I do. You do. And, you know, the crazy thing is when you look at stats, this actually blew me away. Um, you know, alcohol, it's about 150,000 people die a year. Yeah. Opiates, you know, or drug overdose is 106 or 109. 475,000 Americans at least die a year from cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a real number that has nothing to do with, you know, when they say a certain amount of people die of alcohol, you know, that's car crashes. That's this, that's that. Yeah. That is a direct result. Of nicotine, is that what you're saying? Uh, well, of the of the tobacco, in terms of the the stuff in the lungs and 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 all of that together, nicotine causes hardening of the arteries, um, you know, and cardiovascular issues. And but you put all that together, and it's just like it's a slower way, so it's so sneaky, you know. But I was blown away by that. I was like, Four, <laughs> half, a, half million. a million people a year. That's you know? like three times the amount of people that overdose. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that really blew me away when I saw that statistic. I, it threw me on my, you know, I just never knew, you know. And so you uh, say like, well, how come they don't ban cigarettes? You know, that yeah, never happen. Absolutely not. You know? Yeah. When I, when I see the burn marks on my seat in my car and, and my old clothes, and it, it just gets me sick. Like I could have had a nice car. I still have a nice car, but the inside is full of burn holes. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, don't, I can't tell you how many times the head of the cigarette fell off on my lap and I almost killed somebody Yeah, that way. The, the, okay, there you go, you know. There you go. Um, Ronald W. from St. George, Utah. I find your show very informative. Are you guys in the medical field? What, is your, what are your qualifications? So I am. I'm a certified alcohol and drug counselor and a certified co-occurring disorder professional, uh, meaning that, you know, deal with mental health and substance abuse. Um, been a counselor for a long time. And, and Mark, you take it from there with you. Yeah, I'm a, a certified recovery specialist <laughs> and a certified family recovery specialist. And I used to be a pharmacist, but uh, <laughs> not a real pharmacist, a street pharmacist. 
Great. Okay. That's that story. I am not in the medical field, um, but as Mark W. said, uh, he was a pharmacist. I was a physician. <laughs> I, I lost oh my, my license. Gosh. I lost my license because I never went to medical school, but I wrote prescriptions anyway. Yes. And he owned a medical clinic. I, owned I a mean, let's clinic. just put that out there. Yeah, that was closed down by the DEA. So, um, but I've been my my resume is forty one years clean, yeah, and a, and a pardon, a and a presidential pardon, pardon from Trump. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Let's get back to this. I wish somebody would call in one eight 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 seven two eight nine nine four one. This is Chicken Day. Nobody's calling it. Doesn't prove work. me yeah, prove me wrong. This is Clean and Sober Radio. When you look into the mirror, is your addiction staring back at you? Too many times, that answer is yes. At Gaudenzia, we see you differently. We see you as a whole person, healthy and at peace, living beyond the stranglehold of drugs or alcohol. At Gaudenzia, we see a pathway with tools you can use to lead you to recovering the life you want to live, recovering the life you want to share with the family who loves you. At Gaudenzia, we see hope and believe with the effective treatment we can offer designed uniquely for you within reach of where you are standing. You'll look into the mirror and see the potential for the fulfilling life that is in you. This time, you'll find your hope at Gaudenzia. It's spelled G-A-U-D-E-N-Z-I-A. Call 833-976-4357. Again, it's 833-976-4357. Begin to recover your life through treatment at Gaudenzia today. Begin today. Hi, this is Dion, the Wanderer. Listen to Clean and Sober Radio. You might hear something that'll change your life. Yo! 888-728-9941. This is Clean and Sober Radio. Welcome back to Clean and Sober Radio. Uh, We're a syndicated radio show out of Philadelphia, and we deal with subject of addiction and recovery and it's a serious subject but we do have fun doing the show if you've been a long time listener you, you know that about how we've had fun and you know and, and uh, you know it's funny I was just talking to in, in to a bunch of clients this week about having fun in recovery with spring coming and <clears throat> these guys are in early recovery so they came in thinking like they weren't going to have any fun and it's it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. us in recovery <clears throat> take a swig of orange juice here. No vodka in it, right? Um us in recovery have fun doing something like this and never it's funny I was thinking earlier about how do you tell your employer here we are we're announcing it on the radio Gary. I mean Well, first of all, uh hindsight so we can look back and uh you know, it's been so long um it's not. It's not a cleansing. What's the word? Lethargic. It is not lethargic to air your dirty laundry uh, on the subject of recovery. It, it just isn't. Uh, it's. A, I think it's a bad move. Even though you feel great about yourself. Uh, you know, I'm trying to an analogy. Would you tell somebody you're? Uh, w- would you tell somebody you did? Hey, you get you're, you're standing for a job, and you tell the guy, "Hey, man, I just got out. I did twelve years in state prison, yeah. but yeah. I am great now. I'm reformed. I'm feeling good." Would you say that? 
No, because you're, you're you're running into the possibility, of course, of stigma. I mean, it's a shame, but these days with with addiction stuff, you know, there could be stigma. You could going to find out anyway. You know, your employer's going to find out anyway. Yeah, he does a background check. You're in prison for twelve years. It's going to come up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have. Um, I wanted to acknowledge somebody on here. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, it, you know. Especially like with substance abuse, you know, it's a shame that there's still that stigma, don't you think, Mark? Yep. yep. I mean, I can see why it's around, but if you're going to go even in recovery and say, you know, hey, I'm in, I'm in drug and alcohol recovery, you could be setting yourself up for not getting that job. Right. You know. Right. Um, yeah, uh, Mark. Yeah. I guess who's watching us right now? Let me take a guess, because for some <clears> reason, <throat> I don't always get what you get. Monica. Oh, I can McNally. get this. I can get this. Bacorny. Bacorny. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's definitely right. That's definitely Monica, right. Monica, just one more time. Just tell us if that's right or not. You it's know? definitely right. Hey, we have a caller on the line. Uh, Mr. Montana, welcome to Clean and Sober Radio. Man, I'm glad to hear you guys. Lou. How you doing, Mark? I'm good. How about you? I'm fine. I'm real fine. It's a great show and it's a great topic. And this is one topic where I agree with Gary with the point of uh, not mentioning it to anybody. Society frowns on us, even though we're clean, right? Some of us don't even get any family members back. Some right. of us do. People that will forgive and there's a lot of people that won't forgive. And if you are not a family member, there's a lot of hard people out there that are, uh, you know, take this to the extreme and we'll actually put you down, maybe take your good feelings away for the day, right? Well, you know what, Lou? Until they get it in their family. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Good. Yeah. You're my I boy, Lou. <laughs> uh, but it's good to see you guys. Have a good weekend. You too. Mark, hope you have a good weekend. Yeah. Lou, the man, Lou. Lou, are you, Lou, are you watching us or, or just listening? No, well, I'm watching, but right now I'm not watching. I have the phone on. Uh, I, I called in on the phone. Beautiful. But I'm, I watch the show. All right. Yeah. Listen, have a great weekend. We certainly support all. We certainly appreciate all of your support. Yeah, thanks, Lou. See you, Lou. Remember the word anonymity. Yes. Spell it. Yes. <laughs> we won't even go there. Take care, buddy. Yeah, and we have somebody's asking for the phone number. Um, Joe is asking. It's uh, 888-728-9941. That's 888-728-9941. I think Joe wanted to call in. Yes. Yes. That's great. Well, we have another five minutes, I think it is. So I hope the caller gets gets on it right now. it's an interesting – I think it's an interesting subject. Who do you – you feel good, but you really can't let other people know why you feel good, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's 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 this whole – Lou brought it up, anonymity, right? And it's yeah. like it's like when is it safe to blow your anonymity or is it safe? What do you think? Uh, it's attraction, not promotion. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. People see, uh, oh, this guy's – how come I don't ever see him drink? You know, uh, yeah, it's another whole story. He goes to the bar and he and he gets a diet coke or you know, yeah, it's attraction. You know, uh, 
we don't promote it. Oh, you got to come to a meeting, you know. That usually doesn't work. They want what you have. And you see it over and over again. You know, I, I tell people a lot, like, that whole tradition of all you need is a desire to stay sober. So go to a meeting regardless of what's going on and you'll get some help, don't you think? Absolutely. Look, most people who get into recovery, if you take the whole country, they don't go inpatient or outpatient. They do it on their own some other way, meaning meetings or different types of groups. You know, I think it's just in the large cities that you hear rehab, rehab, rehab. There's a lot of other ways to skin the cat. Yeah, I like the way you put that, you know, a lot of other ways and, uh, you know, just putting some effort in and, you know, having that hope, um, which, by the way, um, I don't think we gave out the hotlines today. Um, no. You know, if you're struggling with substance abuse or mental health, the hotline is 800-662-HELP. That's 800-662-HELP. The other thing is the suicide hotline is 988 if you're feeling suicidal. Yeah, and have both of these numbers on your refrigerator like poison control because the moment you really feel like you're in trouble, that's not the time to start investigating what am I going to do. And it can hit hit quickly. You know, you're a parent and you don't realize your kids. I was actually just starting talking to somebody today where this happened. You don't realize what's going on with your kids and then all of a sudden you find out that there's some things going on Mm -hmm. and, and you need to have that and be prepared. You know, yeah, so. Yeah. Hey, let's take this call. Uh, Joe Weber's on the line. Hey, Joe. Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah, Gary, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, I'm listening to your show, and it it brings back, like, memories from, you know, the early 70s. <laughs> right. And, uh, I feel that when you started talking about, you know, lungs and you know, things that aren't working as well mm-hmm. and kidneys and things. And I, I sort of uh, agree with y- your guests because I've had, you know, two stents, a bypass, uh, you know, hip replacement, ankle fusion, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff. And I think a lot of it has to do with what we did in the past. Yeah. I think it weakens your body. You know, weakens your bones. It weakens a lot of things. Well, Joe, as I remember correctly, you're an athlete. Correct. So, you know, maybe it wasn't narcotics or whatever, but you pounded your body for a good many years. And that probably had maybe the same kind of effects as a drug addiction. Well, you know, Gary, down in D.C., when, you know, we had those little things that we loved. That helped the cause when I when I yes. was really hurt and they have to practice. <laughs> We're you all know? shaking our heads. It really happens because they had those things that you know that starts with an M and a D and a Q and we all ate them and it made us feel good. Oh, we didn't know what we were yeah. doing. Yeah. We had no we had no idea what we were doing. You are so right. Joe, listen, we are at the end of the show. I, I would All love right, for you I'm to sorry, call back another it. time, and we'll get some more information from you. Be well, brother. Thanks for calling, Joe. Right. Thanks, Joe. Remember, Thank you. if you or a loved All one right. is struggling with addiction, help is available. Please call 1-800-662-HELP. To get Clean and Sober Radio on your local radio station, reach out to our website, Clean and Sober Broadcasting, and let us know what city you're in. 
For Clean and Sober Radio, I'm Gary Hendler. I'm Mark Sigmund. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for all the support that you give us. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> 